touchdown passes last year. This one's knocked up. Bowers tips it to himself, and he'll score. Snaps it anyway. Here's a blast, and Plumnik didn't see it coming. He got blasted by Kalen Deloach, who has the ball and is heading toward the end zone. Oh, Hunter, you're muted. We're back now. What's going on, everyone? We are back for episode 51 of College Football Talk. As always, I'm Hunter. There's Dylan. We have a loaded pack week 12 mm -hmm. preview with for us on the dock today. A lot of good games we're going to talk about. It's not as action-filled packed to the casual eye, but there are some plenty good games with a lot of stakes as far as conference title games go. The ACC race, there's a couple of games in there that have real big implications, a couple of big 12 ones. Um SEC, not so much, but a big game in Knoxville. And Oregon State has the great opportunity to start its, I don't even know what you would call it, its final stand, its crusade yeah. run against the Pac-12 as it tries to take out not Washington, not only Washington this week, but Oregon next week, and then mm -hmm. stick it to them and eliminate them from the conference uh, playoff impl implications. So anyway, but – before we do any of that, make sure you guys are subscribing and watching along or listening mm -hmm. on Spotify. Subscriptions keep on going up. We picked up another couple since Tuesday, so we'd love to see it, guys. Continue yes. to pass along, spread the word, and it just helps us grow as a brand. And, uh, you know, because more subscribers, the better the branding and the total podcast becomes. Mm -hmm. So make sure you guys are doing that, watching along as well, and make sure you're hitting that big old thumbs up. Uh, I think we get right into this, Dylan. What do you say? I agree with you. Yeah, let's get into it. Awesome. We'll get right into it. We got the first game on the docket. We get a, as I just previously said, Oregon State host Washington. I know it has mm -hmm. the other way around on here, but <clears throat> excuse me. The Ducks, not the Ducks, the Beavers mm -hmm. have the shot to begin their elimination tour of just knocking out Pac-12 contenders from the playoff. Mm -hmm. And it starts this week. Washington yep. comes to town. Uh, currently, surprisingly, Oregon State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite heading into this game in Corvallis. It is the 7.30 kickoff game on ABC. So, huge game. Washington currently 10-0, sit fifth in the country as far as the playoff rankings go. So, a must-win for them because uh, they have not, nothing's been locked up yet as far as Pac-12 title game goes so yeah. they have a must-win opportunity here oregon state realistically plays spoiler i'm just pulling up the rankings now i have them here currently oregon state is five and two in conference play so they're mm. not they're out of it for the most part they would need some yeah. they would need a win and probably have beat oregon next week uh to jump them but they really need Arizona. Chance. Yeah. they're four fourth right now they need arizona to lose because they mm -hmm. arizona has the tiebreaker so they need utah to beat arizona 
and then beat Oregon, Oregon next week along with this week. So it's not out of the yeah. realm of possibility. You just need a lot to happen. Uh, Dylan, if you're Washington, do you feel any disrespect knowing that you're fifth in the country? You're playing a team that's 11th in the country, but you know, you they could eye you like, okay, we're the better team, right? Why yeah. aren't we? Favored? Yeah, I think if you're Washington, you're absolutely feeling disrespected. I mean, they probably think they should be number one in the country, being undefeated, uh, having beaten a top five team. I mean, they probably on paper have the best win of the season individually out of any team in America. I think the only one that would be even be close to that would probably be Texas over Bama. Mm -hmm. But um, I think to you to them, they feel absolutely disrespected. They've beaten every single team they've played. They've looked outside of the Arizona State game relatively convincing in every game they've played. Mm -hmm. I think if I think this will be absolutely a game where Washington will they're gonna they're, they want they're gonna there's there's gonna be extra motivation behind this game mm -hmm. to win this game. Yeah, I mean I could definitely see that possibility happening. I mean mm -hmm. if you look the last five meetings between these guys, yeah, Washington four of the last five times they've won little nugget though the last time Oregon State won was so the 2021 they were in Corvallis mm -hmm. funny enough Oregon State was a two and a half point favorite so yeah kind of a little funny there but if you're looking diving into the stats here I was looking through this game biggest one really caught my eye well, there's a couple but like one of the big ones as far as Oregon State keys to win yeah. I think they gotta own time of possession because you know what do you look at when teams you take look at the NFL for example. When you're playing the Chiefs, we'll say how explosive their offense is with mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes and how fast they can score. What do you like? The biggest key sometimes is like you want to control the tempo of the game, you want to eat the clock, and you want to control the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Well, realistically, that's kind of like what Oregon State's going to need to do in this game, I think. So they're 28th in time of possession, that's just good. They're ninth in yards per play, which is really good too. And they got a running back in Damian Martinez, who's 12th in the nation as far as yards per carry goes at 6.61. He's also mm -hmm. in the nation just rushing yards with averaging six, almost seven yards a carry. Um, Washington's defense is middle of the pack-ish, 50th yeah. against the run. I mean, they only allow about 4.3 yards a carry, but definitely Oregon State's going to have to control the line of scrimmage. That's going to be the biggest thing because if they can keep that offense on the sidelines, they're going to be in good hands. Mm -hmm. Also look at uh, – Vice versa, Washington is going to have to do what they need to do, but they're going to need to start. Then you're going to need Michael Penix to be what Michael Penix is in like these big games he's played in. Yeah. First, I mean they're first in the passing offense. Oregon State 74th against the pass, so there's rooms, there's holes to you know take advantage of there. Mm -hmm. But I just think the biggest thing is uh, Washington is 123rd in sacks allowed, so they're they, they're having a hard time protecting the quarterback. Oregon State is ranked fifth in the country in sacks. So, well, you're 74th in the pass overall, but you're getting after the quarterback. So, could cancel something out, create Michael Fenix and maybe speeding things up, force some turnovers. I think that's yeah. something that's just got to happen for Oregon State if they really want to win this. But if you're Washington, you just, like I said, you got to play your game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just look at the games. They're going to need a couple stops from their defense that struggled at times this year. Yeah, against teams that you shouldn't think they would think like, why are we having trouble stopping these guys? But I don't know. I just I kind of like Oregon State here, where it just 
you get the crowd going. You have the crowd. It's the last big home game, probably. Mm-hmm. It's the last big home game because next week you're in Oregon. So, I mean, it just feels like this is just some sort of upset brewing right now. Yeah. No, I understand what – yeah, I, I, I understand that. I do think Washington takes care of business still. I just think they're too good. Do you they're think they too... win by double digits? No. Okay. They win by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continue, though. You could say finish what you're saying, though. No, I was just going to say is that I think Washington really is on a collision course for the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. That I don't think – even though they have some – they you know – Oregon State's a good team, and, you know, Washington State hasn't been great this year, but those are two rivals with history, so, you know, it matters. Yeah. Some people say, well, it does matter to them. But um, I really I, – I think I – I think Washington's got this. Uh, do you have a score prediction? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, 35-28. Washington pulls it off. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have a good fourth quarter there, though. Okay, so that's outstanding. I, I think Oregon State's gonna win this game. I think Damian Martinez is gonna have a good game. Remember DJ Uyangale? He's still there. He's been playing pretty well this year. You know, so he. They don't need him to be Superman. Because that's not how that offense is run through. It's run through, yeah. you know, you want to ground a pound, establish the run, and have Uyangale, you know, beat you with his arm when he needs to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think just everything, I think you're going to be able to take advantage of that weak secondary that Washington has mm-hmm. on the ground and through the air. This feels like when, to me at least, this feels like when Washington, or not Washington, Utah went up there earlier this year. It was like on a Friday night game. Crowd was going nuts, and what Oregon State just kind of just established dominance right from the jump. Yeah, and really never had gave Utah a shot of winning this game. So that's how I feel like is I think Oregon State's going to win. Obviously, I think they're going to cover the two and a half. Give me the Beavers to upset and put Washington in a real big tight spot. All right, I'm writing that down. We're going to write that down. Uh, yep. Score prediction: I'm going to go and say 33 to. 28. You type that out for me. Make sure make sure you frame it when we when the Beavers win. What was your score prediction again? 33-28. 33-28. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. All right. We're going to move on after I type in this number real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so we're going to move on to the next game here. <coughs> Excuse me. Biggest game in the SEC. Probably the second biggest game of the week, I, in my opinion. I don't know how you think. You I, I, think I mean, the only other game that – yeah, no, that's the biggest game. There's another huge game in the Pac-12, but it's on Pac-12 yeah. Network, and so I can't watch it, so we're not really going to talk about it. Yeah. But that's – we'll have that in upset alert, actually. But Georgia goes to Knoxville, Tennessee – had a shot if they would have won last week to mm. make this a – well, not really, actually. It wouldn't have mattered anymore. But, like, if Tennessee would have won last week and Georgia would have lost last week, this would have been a massive at, massive game to decide who gets to go to Atlanta to win the East. But Tennessee lost and then Georgia won, so it didn't matter anyway. To First of all, this just feels like a game where you have two teams 
starting to slide in opposite directions. You know what I mean? So you got yeah. one team of Georgia ascending, just kind of keeps on rolling. They're just chugging along through this stretch that they were supposed to be like, this was like the back half, the gauntlet stretch. And they're just chugging along. Offense mm-hmm. is rolling. But everyone's getting healthy. And Beck is just keeps on delivering. Defense yeah. is playing really well, playing their game. Tennessee, on the other hand, you had high hopes. <laughs> Excuse me. You had the you had the Florida game. You're right. Okay. Haven't won there since 03. Just recurse there. Yeah. Okay. You get Bama. And then it's winning at half. And then all of a sudden you get just sucker punched in the mouth. And you fall in that game. So now we're going downhill. But it's like, okay, but we're still alive for these. Mm-hmm. But then, then you got to just go to Missouri. You got Missouri. Just can't and then get splattered by Missouri. Yeah. So now you're seven, you're what, sitting at seven and three. There's not much else to play for as far as big time implications go. Mm-hmm. Just feels like a team that's just heading in the wrong direction mentally. Yeah. Feels like there could be some, a lot of guys are like in this day and age where it's like, if you're not playing for the national title game or even a conference championship game, it's like, all right, well, what's the hell does it to play for? So mm-hmm. I think you just have two different mindset going into this game as far as teams go. If Tennessee really wants to win this game, they're going to have to play well on the run. Problem is yeah. they don't rush the ball well against teams that are ranked. Jalen Wright, who ranks <clears> – <throat> he's a top 20 running back. He ranks uh, – He's averaging 7.2 yards a carry. Problem is against ranked teams, he's only averaging 2.4 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. So they're not, even though they're ranked eighth in the country, against ranked teams, they're not doing anything. I mean, look at look go look at the AM game or the Bama game, even the Missouri right. game. Like they didn't do anything. And Georgia's ranks 18th in the country in rush defense. They're only allowing about three yards a carry. Sixth in both scoring and offense. Offense sixth in both scoring offensively and defensively. 40 points a game offensively, only allowed about 15 a game on defense. And where I really think they're going to be able to attack them is through the air. I think Beck is just a surgeon right now. Yeah. He's getting time in the pocket. They're not allowing any sacks. They're just he's been able to just dissect teams. And it's really impressive to watch from especially from a first year starter standpoint. Like mm-hmm. my guy, the guy didn't play any play ever the first two years. Yeah. Like so now he's getting like from what he's been able to do as a full first year starter is crazy. I mean, he's in Tennessee is 70th against the pass. I just Beck is ninth in the country in passing yards, 14th in the country as a whole. I just think Georgia's gonna be able to do a lot. And mm-hmm. I don't really see how see where Tennessee has a real shot here. Because yeah. if you you're a team that run goes to the run, you're a run first team, and you can't and you're going to struggle get running the football, and your quarterback's been super inconsistent. There's not much there for you. You know yeah. what I mean? You're setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. What do you have? What do you think? I mean, I got to be honest. I I I just don't think Tennessee really has a shot at this. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've looked just like kind of a good team this year not a great team not an elite team you know what I mean? they are the epitome of the late teen to early 20 ranking for a team mm-hmm. that's where they belong that's where they live that's where they'll be i i i think uga is going to destroy them so there's a fun little stat here i just pulled up mm-hmm. so the last three meetings in the kirby smart era yeah me. 
when Georgia goes to, and the game's played in Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Georgia is averaging 41 points scored. Tennessee, at home, keep in mind they're at home. They're yep. giving, they're allowing 41 points to Georgia. They're only, they are only averaging themselves 10. So they're getting blown out. It's just mm -hmm. pretty self-explanatory yep. there. So they're never been competitive. The crowd's got to get into it. Problem is the crowd hasn't been around by the third quarter or by the end of the third. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it, Joe Milton struggles against struggles against ranked opponents. He's only averaging a little over 200 yards through the air and only about a touchdown a game. Not to mention mm -hmm. against the three ranked teams they've played. I think he's he's thrown at least one pick. Or here, let me see. I got one. Yeah. Plus. Here, one plus. He's only, I mean, he's averaging a pick as well in those games. So Tennessee does have a 14 game home winning streak riding into this. So maybe they get something right behind that crowd. The crowd's got to stay into it, it's got to be a factor. But Georgia mm -hmm. just doesn't beat themselves. And yeah. that's why I just don't see this game being competitive. I love Georgia in the spot. They're getting 10. I hammer that number. Maybe that's just my personal bias. No, I, I think you're right, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just too many factors mm -hmm. going against Tennessee in this game. Yeah. Joe Milton's got to have to – they're going to have to find some explosive plays, but consistently because Tennessee likes to start fast some games, and mm -hmm. Georgia doesn't – defensively at least, they'll let teams go down the field like the first or second drive in school. Yeah. But it's like – it's the in-game adjustments and what, how you finish that's really separated Georgia because they're able to make those adjustments and just put the clamps down. And then you can't do anything. Yeah. So – that's where I see this. Hey, Georgia wins around the 30, 37 to 14 mark. What do you think? I think so. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go 38 to 10. I just think, I think they're going to kill him. Yeah. I'm glad we saw I and I there. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And then we'll blast Rocky Top. <laughs> All righty. Next game. This is Dylan's conference. So he likes the ACC. We call this ACC Dylan time, where really we got next two games we're going to talk about have ACC title game implications on who's going to play the mm -hmm. Seminoles yep. in two weeks from now. We'll start with Miami and Louisville. Actually, we're going to start with Clemson and UNC because I want to start with this. Okay. So let me just find it. Clemson comes in. We'll have one. Last couple games at home, they get Clemson mm -hmm. now, or they get Clemson. They get UNC at home. Yep. Um, if you're looking at the ACC standings <coughs> right now, currently Louisville or North Carolina sits at third. So they need mm -hmm. Louisville just ahead of them. They need Louisville to lose this week to Miami. Yeah. If North Carolina can go into Clemson and win, that would really help themselves out. Yeah. They are one and one. On the road this year, on in conference play. Is that if I'm reading this right? Um, yeah. But I really do think they're going to have to mm -hmm. be able to find success on the ground because we saw last year in the ACC title game, just completely got outplayed by mm -hmm. this Clemson team. Yeah. And pretty much most of these guys are coming back for this North Carolina team, so we'll see what they do this year. No, they'll be able to fully prepare for Cade Klubnik. They didn't prepare for him last year, as Mac yeah. Brown said after the game. But Omari and Hampton's gonna have to have a big game, I think. Even though Clemson, 
that's the, like the only like spot I can see them taking advantage of because Clemson ranks 19th in the country in rushing defense. Marion Hampton second in the country in rushing yards. He's averaging about six yards a carry. Drake May is going to have to play a really good game. I mean, mm-hmm. he's fourth in passing yards. They're eighth in scoring offense and in pass offense. But Clemson's eighth against the pass, so they've yeah. kind of been able to control that, especially the last couple of games at home. I mean, they took out. I mean, they squashed the Yellow Jackets, who were maybe gaining some little momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Clemson just dominates UNC here, or do you think yeah. UNC keeps this a game? I, I I think Clemson just dominates them. I mean, the problem is UNC kind of has since the beginning of the season reverted into their you know their tried and true no defense mm-hmm. um you know they just gave up 45 points in a in a game that went to overtime with duke without their starting quarterback you know what i mean yeah. they've had a lot of weird close games against teams they shouldn't that have gone to overtime at home this year yeah they you know they lost to uva who is by far the worst team in the acc this year mm-hmm. maybe tied with wake forest for that you know, they lost to Georgia Tech in a 46-42 shootout. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you just look at their schedule, especially on the road, they have not been very impressive. I mean, they they played two road games up until this point. Yeah. They played at Pitt and then at Georgia Tech, and they lost the game at Georgia Tech. They go to Clemson into a hostile environment because you know Clemson fans are going to be there. It's a three thirty kick. They always show up, and it's senior day. Exactly. Yeah. So I think just looking at everything right now, I think Clemson just kills them. One big stat here: Clemson mm-hmm. is twenty eighth in points scored offensively. Yeah. UNC defensively one hundred and eighteenth mm-hmm. in points allowed. So yeah, it just feels like a bad spot for UNC. Yeah, I agree um, with you. A couple weeks ago, I may have thought differently, but mm-hmm. just their inconsistencies against teams has really hurt them this year. And so that's why I do like Clemson in this spot. I think they're, they're yeah. a seven-point favorite right now. Mm-hmm. But, I I mean, it just feels like this is a Clemson, classic Clemson dominant spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, we've talked about how bad Clemson is this year. They're going to finish the season 9-4 and four after the bowl game. They're going to probably be ranked in the top 25. They're bad, but they're never that bad. With I, Sweeney. A spot where I can see um, maybe North Carolina taking advantage of, or they're going to mm. have to. So they're 34th in red zone defense. Clemson's 115th. So, yeah. you know, limiting them to field goals will keep them in this game. Mm-hmm. But the offense has got to be more consistent than they have been against Clemson before. Yeah, Drake May has struggled against Clemson, just looking back at last year. So he's mm-hmm. got to be able to play better. Yeah, the big spot I could see them maybe taking spot advantage of. It's hard because offensively and defensively, if you're like offensively UNC compared to Clemson defensively, they're pretty similar in stat lines. Mm-hmm. But you know, biggest thing I could maybe take away here is, you know, yeah. I mean, 16th in red zone red zone offense for Clem or UNC. Clemson 75th in the red zone defense. So, but UNC's got to turn those not field goals. They got to be touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, can got to force turnovers too. They are ranked uh, pretty highly in that category. Defensively, they rank 13th in turnovers forced. So, they got to force Club to get some mistakes. Yeah. But I just don't think he does. I think he's been playing better ball lately. And uh, I think Clemson's going to win around the 
31 to 31 20 range. Yeah. So No, I think you're around I think you're around right. I, I think I think Clemson wins. You know, I'm gonna go 33-21. I just think Clemson is just gonna have control in this game though. Drake May is probably gonna throw a bad pick at some point too. Yeah. Because that's just what he is right now. I still think he'll be good in the NFL, but you know, this is not their year. <laughs> it just never was. Never was. All right, we're gonna move on to the other ACC game. And that's going to be Miami-Louisville. Louisville heads down south to Miami for this one. Miami is currently a one-point underdog. So yep. it flipped because I believe earlier this week, Miami had been re- had been the favorite. I mean, they're still favored by ESPN analytics too. Yeah, so <clears throat> Miami has a real big shot here to pull off a big-time upset and would be mm-hmm. one that Cristobal would love to have. Yeah, especially six and four. Can Van Dyke bounce back now? He's going to be back in that starting role with the injury to Williams. Mm-hmm. If he keeps the turnovers down, he will. Now, but will yeah. he though? Because that's where his biggest issue has been. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're looking at offensively, that's the big thing. I mean, 122nd in turnovers. Louisville forces a lot of turnovers on defense. They're 20th. So that's going to be your big stat line right there. Yeah. It's and it's it's going to be it's a noon kickoff in Miami, so it's probably going to be a pretty empty stadium too. Yeah. So I would I would imagine like this does not set up good for Miami. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like your 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 turnover prone quarterback goes up against a defense that turns the ball over who is desperately trying to prove that they belong near the top of college football right now. You know, they're nine and one, but their ranking keeps dropping. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just think this is a bad spot for Miami. I know I said that last week when they played Florida state and they played Florida state well, but they're not, they don't have a quarterback who keeps the ball pretty well. You know what I mean? They have a guy who routinely throws bad triple, triple covered throws in the middle of car. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I think this just sets up bad for the Hurricanes. See, I, I think they're able. I think they can pull off an upset. Mm-hmm. Defensively, though, they're going to have to create pressure, keep Plummer, uh, make Plummer uncomfortable in the backfield. They yeah. do rank top ten in sacks, and Louisville is a is ranked 69th in the country in sacks allowed. So they're going to have mm-hmm. to get pressure, kind of like how Oregon State will against Washington. Yeah, but they're going to have to put up points. You know, I thought they played well enough to win the game last week, I think, if mm-hmm. a player or two goes here or there. Um, they are eighth in the country in points scored, which is big because Louisville is not very good. They're ranked 105th. Yeah. So they'll give up points, but that turnover stat is what's going to just be the difference maker because in all the games Miami has struggled in, there's been turnovers. In. Mm-hmm. And so Tyler Van Dyke has to keep it in check. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to be – Close and Louisville's yeah, been a bad game there. for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I think Louisville can clinch. Yes, they do. So yeah, if they win this game, they clinch. Yeah. So Louisville wins this week, they can clinch. Mm. If not, UNC. If they win, <laughs> I think a win or a loss by UNC, Louisville clinches. Yeah. 
Florida, if you're a Florida State fan, I you're gonna ha you're rooting hard for Louisville to win. Yeah, because you want that strength to schedule. You want that schedule booster. Mm -hmm. You would hate if Miami won. Yeah, because that would not be good. Um, but yeah, I I do think I think Miami's gonna win this game. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just crazy on it. I think you're absolutely crazy on this. This does not look good for Miami in any way to me. Let's write this down. I'm going to write this down on our score thing. Okay. My flashcard. Yep. Let's see. Let's see. I have the Brennan right mm -hmm. underneath the Dylan from last week's one. Yeah. So I'm going to say Hunter. Write this down. Hunter. Miami will win 27 to uh, 27. 23. Write it down right there. It's in the squared box if you're watching it on YouTube. 27 to 23. Yep, it's right here in that box. Okay. So 27-23. Miami's going to win. Cristobal's going to get a huge win. And, yeah. Um, I, I, I just I, I just disagree there. I, th I think Louisville's going to win 33-17. I think Van Dyke's going to have some bad turnovers mm -hmm. that are going to kill some good drives for Miami. I think, I think you know Louisville's playing for something too. You know what I mean? They get to go if they win this game, they go to the ACC championship. They get a 10, 10 win season in um, Jeff Brom's first season in Louisville. Yeah. I, I just I, I I think I think Louisville. You know what I mean? This is a serious game for them. And also, I just generally, I just generally, I think you know, losing Emory Williams was part, kind of like a soul crusher for that Miami team. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, just watching that game last week against Florida State, when he went down, it just seemed like it sucked the soul out of that team. I could agree. Yeah, I mean, that was later in the game, and then there was the pick, which kind of yeah. just ended it. But we'll see. I think Miami's going to win. Okay, so we're going to yeah. move on though to our final headline game. That is Texas at Iowa State. Um, this is a big game as far as the Big 12 standings go. Yeah. Because Texas hasn't locked up a spot yet. They can lock one up this week if they win. Mm -hmm. Iowa State is still right there in the thick of things. They need a couple of losses. But, yeah. I mean, they they would love if Oklahoma lost this week to BYU, but I doubt mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But if they win this week, they are right back in the thick of things, and they would have mm -hmm. the tiebreakers over Oklahoma State and Texas. So yep. they would help themselves out a lot, and they get it at home. It looks like it's going to be 46 degrees this week at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa. So uh, not the best. I mean, it's classic football weather. Maybe not not a fan favorite if you're from Texas, but, mm -hmm. you know, Quinn Ewers comes. He's back this week again. What I'm concerned with the Texas because you know you look at it, you're like Texas should not have any problem here. Yeah. My concern is they're not able to finish games lately. Yeah. They're letting teams they're beating these big leads and then they're letting teams right back in. They mm -hmm. had a game and they were up seventeen nothing on Kansas State. Yeah. They were up three touchdowns or so on on TCU. They were up twenty seven yep. to. 26 to 6. Up big on Kansas State, like I said. Houston, they're up 21 0 at one point, I believe. Mm -hmm. But they're letting these teams back in it, and then they're only one. TCU only won by three. Kansas State only won by three. Houston only won by seven. Mm -hmm. These are, you shouldn't, can't do that. And yeah. 
I don't want to say you're playing with fire, son. But you keep doing that. And Iowa State, who's been known to have some upsets happen time or two there. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Ames is not a fun place to play at. And you don't have any room to work room to you know work around with because you already have yeah. one loss. You know, you sit with you get another loss because you dilly dally around. Mm-hmm. You you don't you get eliminated from. I don't care if you win the Big Twelve or not. You you're not going to go into the playoff. Yeah. So it's a very upset minded Iowa State team sitting there at six and four. Uh, solid job though by Matt Campbell being able to turn that Iowa State team around. They had a really yeah. tough start to the year, but they've been able to turn things around. They're six and four now. Mm-hmm. Remember, they started the year one and three with losses yeah. at, to I to at Ohio to Iowa, but then mm-hmm. you know you beat Oklahoma State, you get blown out by Oklahoma, but then you rattle off three. You've won three of the or four out of the last five. So yeah. you know a very driven team i think with a lot of upset on their mind so i like mm-hmm. i'm not saying iowa state wins but yeah. majority of the money if you're if i'm looking at right now majority of the percentage the bet percentage is on iowa state to cover that number it's seven and yeah. a half right i now. think they cover i think they cover too it's i don't know about you just just texas inability to close out a team is gonna is it gonna burn them at one point it can. I mean, I, we still have to see if it will because Sarke, Sarkeesian to me is a good enough coach where he can kind of mask it a little bit. Yeah. You mean know, you know fake it till you make it till we we see where that blows up in their face. But I mean, I don't think this week is going to be the week that it does though, because I would say it's good, but they're not like good. You, you know what you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They can win games, but I don't think they're really – they're not on the talent level. They don't really have the the athletes to really compete with Texas this week. I still want to go with Texas here. How big of a loss is it – because if you look at the stats, it tells mm-hmm. you Texas should just roll. Yep. But how big of a loss is losing Jonathan Brooks for the year? Uh, massive. I mean, he's a top 10 rusher mm-hmm. in yards. Just a complete bell cow of a running back to that team, and now you lose yeah. him for the year. Does that hurt this team at all? I think it hurts them, but I don't think it hurts them enough to lose this game specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're gonna see when they play Tech next week too. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that game will be one where that might actually hurt them pretty bad. But this week specifically, I'm like, eh, you know what? They're okay because Iowa I- State still has problems of their own. I see the big thing for me is if Iowa State's able to limit the run game, mm-hmm. and I mean they're they, they're a solid ball club against the pass, and Texas is yeah. ranked twenty eighth, but they rank one hundred and fourteenth in sacks sack defense. Iowa State does, and Texas is fifty fourth in sacks allowed. But mm-hmm. if you're not getting get pressure on yours and make it uncomfortable back there, it might have an, be an issue because he's just going to have a lot of time to find those guys that are open, all those weapons out there. So, but if you make them one dimensional, who says this can't be a game going into the fourth? I think Texas wins. I don't think they cover. I'm going to sit around that 27 to 20, uh, 27, 20 game. Mm -hmm. I think they they just squeak inside the number, but yeah, a very, it could be a late score. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you're pretty right there. I, I think Texas wins 33-30. Okay. 
Okay. I think I think I think they go up big, but then Iowa State does what just, Iowa State and every other team that plays Texas does and has a massive third quarter, third and fourth quarter where they just eke back onto the edge and then they just can't can't close the door on them. Mm-hmm. All right. We're gonna move on to upset mm-hmm. alert. Yep. Or I have not as big of a slate this week, but we got one. We got five games this week. Mm-hmm. Where I I thought of the biggest upset-minded alerts outside of the games we talked about. Mm-hmm. So we got UF or Florida at Missouri. Yep. Missouri is a eleven and a half point favorite. Kansas State's at Kansas this week. Kansas State is a seven and a half point favorite. Utah at Arizona. Arizona currently sitting at one point favorite right now. OU mm-hmm. is at BYU. They're a 24 and a half point favorite. And then UCLA, possibly Chip Kelly's final game at USC. USC is sitting there as a six point favorite. Yep. All right, Dylan, as we always do, mm-hmm. which team will go in order? Which team is likely to just blow the other team out? In I think Missouri versus Florida. Yeah. I know you put them on upseller, and you've been pretty high on UF for some reason. I think the water in Gainesville kind of runs runs you different. No, I'm but, just um, – I think I put that Missouri, game because you never know. But I just it's, it's at Missouri. Florida always struggles at Missouri anyways. And this year Missouri is really good. Florida doesn't have a defense. Missouri's got some guys on defense who can make some noise too. I just don't think Florida will even be able to stay in the game with Missouri. Yeah, so I, that's that's my one game. I think I think Missouri's just gonna roll. I a hundred percent agree with you. I'm, mm-hmm. I think Missouri will is gonna cover that number. I like them as a best bet this week. Yeah, they're gonna. I they're just Florida just can't play run defense well. They're ranked 86 in the country in the against the run. And problem yeah. is, Cody Schrader is a top ten rush is a top ten rusher, mm-hmm. and Missouri ranks a. Missouri is in a top 50 team when it comes to rushing. Yeah. So, you know, that's all I need to know that tells me that they're just you're not going to you're not going to stack up well. Yeah. Against no. this team. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're got like you said like they're just house of horrors at Columbia. Yeah. It's going to come back and get them again. I think Brady Cook's going to play well enough. He's not going to turn the ball over. And what I just saw LSU do to that defense. Missouri who was stride for stride with LSU last or a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying 700 yards, but they could put push over 500. I bet you. Yeah. So I want to think. Yeah, we'll take Missouri. Who is the team that is going to win but not cover? OU. Okay. Uh, OU that that spread is massive. 24 and a half. They did just it, beat West Virginia by 39. It's in, it's in Provo. Okay. And OU has kind of just had this weird thing this year at times where they just play really down. To I mean, they struggled to UCF. They lost to uh, Oklahoma State. And outside of the Texas game, I think they've been very fluky looking too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you felt about them, but I, think not, that- I have not been impressed by them. Near, I mean, they got killed. They beat. They lost to Kansas. Lost to Oklahoma State. They barely scraped by UCF. They didn't really kill Cincinnati. They didn't destroy SMU. I see. Um, I think they go in and they might crush them. I mean, Iowa State just went there last week and won forty-five to thirteen. Yeah. So, 
but what, my, my, my only thing with that is Iowa State, in games they're favored, outside of the first two games of the year, they've looked like the better team in those games. The yeah. problem with Oklahoma is they love to play down to teams. Sometimes, yeah. Especially since that Texas. Like, the high of winning Texas still has not wear, worn off for them, it feels like. I'm going to say Kansas State. I'm going to say Kansas State mm-hmm. is going to win, but I don't think they cover. Okay. Kansas, they're at, it's in Lawrence, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's going to be a raucous crowd there with the Jayhawks. But yeah. I think Kansas State with that quarterback combo they got rolling, I think they're going to win, but it's a very close game. Yeah. My team that I think is going to get is on high upset alert this week. I'm going to take Utah at Arizona. I think Utah, Utah is going to turn things Arizona. around. I think – they to them, I think watching that game last week for part, most of that game, I thought they controlled Washington. I think they mm-hmm. played better than them. It's just an unfortunate second half where they got outscored eleven to nothing, were shut out after putting up yeah. twenty eight on them. I think as good as Arizona is, and I love what Jed Fish is doing. I think this is a spot where Kyle Whittingham is going to be able to rally the troops. Some mm-hmm. he's as good as anybody with that, and they're going to be able to go in as underdogs in this game, and I think they'll win. Outright. Okay. Um, I'm going to go U- UCLA over USC. I think um, USC wins this game big. Or US- UCLA wins this game pretty big. And I think they guarantee Chip Kelly stays another year with this game. I know I was, we heard the report that he was out. I saw something that it was because... He doesn't shake hands. It's, he's not a booster friendly. Yeah, because he's not like a fan with like the AD and the booster clubs and whatever yeah. like that. Which I think I've heard like, people just want to get him back in like this like analyst yeah. analyst spot. Look, this I, I only reason I disagree with that is because he is a good head coach. He mm-hmm. can build a roster. He's just not the kind of guy who you know shakes hands and goes to meetings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. He, he is a football first guy. UCLA, that's hard, but I think when he beats USC this weekend, mm-hmm. which is what probably him beating USC two times is probably more than half of the UCLA coaches have ever done. Because mm-hmm. UCLA is dominated in that rivalry, but I think that keeps the I keep I think that keeps in there another year. All right, uh, we're gonna finish off with best bets mm-hmm. here. Another tough week last week, but we're still 500. We're all good. Playing that, We're going to bounce back this week. Yeah. Got Missouri minus 11.5. Oregon State minus 2.5. Mm-hmm. Clemson minus 6.5. And, and then Georgia minus 10. So we've got four plays this week. Like them all, of course I do, because I always yeah. think they're winners. But uh, those are the plays. We're going to get back on track in that department. And we're gonna get rolling as we head into rivalry week next week. It's crazy. Best week of best week of the year, in my opinion. Is it crazy that we're already about to finish up the regular season? It, it, I mean, it, it's crazy that it's come so quick, but at the same time, it's like you know, it, November lasts forever. It feels like for some teams it does. Yeah, and that's why like a lot of the teams that are like competing in that playoff bound spot for the first mm-hmm. time. First time for some, first time in a while for others. Yeah. It can feel like it's just an eternity where it's like, just get me the conference championship week. But it's like, and then that's when the <laughs> upsets start looming. Yeah. So <clears throat> we'll see how some of these teams go. How Josh Pate said it, I believe. He said, you know, 
for some teams that it, it you know you've been there done that and it's mm-hmm. you're gonna be fine other teams that have been there for the first time it's like is this this is when yeah. november can break you so mm-hmm. we'll see because you know you have teams like florida state texas washington who haven't been there in a while yeah you know, texas it's first time you know florida state has been in the playoff since 2014 yep the end washington the 2016 a lot of these teams haven't been around oregon my 20, what, 2015, 20, no, 2014 was the last time because they played in the title. Yeah. So a lot of these teams that have been around, haven't been there in a while. So we're going to see how they finish up the rest of November. Exciting week. I'm looking forward to it as always. Upset minded week. Uh, Should start to see some conference championship pictures starting to look a little clear, if not already completed, but uh, can't wait as always. Make sure you guys are subscribing. Keep the subscribe mm-hmm. numbers going, guys. We are looking awesome in that department. Remember, 100 before January. 100. So, yep. right New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, we should have the 100 already hit. Right, Dylan? I think so, too. I think we're we're rolling to that mark. We're rolling yes. to that. I mean, I'm loving it so far. Yes. But remember, keep on watching, though, and liking mm-hmm. As always, and if you're on Spotify, give us a follow on there as well. And we love that you're listening there too. Yeah. We'll see you guys Tuesday with week 12 recap and Mm -hmm. uh, any other news that's happened. But uh, can't wait to watch the games. Enjoy them. We'll see you next time. Later. See you guys.